You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Tinderbox. We are the podcast for Matchsticks and Gasoline, the SB Nation website for the Calgary Flames. It's Mark, Maddie, and Gordy this afternoon. How are we doing, everybody? Very good. Lovely. Lovely. Excellent. We're hydrated. We're caffeinated. Things aren't going to fall out of the sky this week onto our laps. It'll be a good time. So, um, there's a little bit of hockey. I mean, no promises, but no promises. This true. Yes. You never know. You never know when a water tower tower might come (laughs) crashing down on one of us. So, or my dog might flip (laughs) up for no reason. So, um, where was I going with this? Uh, right. Battle of Alberta, a little bit of hockey going on here between the flames and the Oilers, uh, Calgary back from a 10 day break and, um, playing a kind of okay hockey. No, yes, no, maybe, uh, St. Louis game was a little, you know, but, um, Edmonton is always nice when you can get a win like that. So uh, everybody happy with how the Flames have come out of the uh, 10-day layoff so far? Yeah, pleasantly surprised, I would say. Yeah, Gordy? Yeah, I feel like a huge uh, huge part of the letdown last year was Riddick looked pretty bad second half of last year, and he looked really good against Edmonton. So yeah, it was a pretty good start to the second half for me. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that they didn't actually go with Riddick right out of the break, too. I mean, you kind of feel bad, though, for Cam Talbot. It had been a while since he'd got in that, and then he got in that, and he had probably his first major real stinker of the season. And I'm not, I mean, he was getting killed. People were like, you know, you got to get rid of him. You got to bring up, you know, somebody from Stockton. And I'm like, you guys realize how well Cam Talbot has actually played so far this season? I don't think Cam Talbot's Calgary's biggest problem. I think, like, uh, a guy named, like, I don't know, Mark Jankowski. Uh, you know, he might be one of the Flames' bigger problems to worry about. Uh, I'm not overly concerned hey now, with Cam He's on Talbot. a scoring streak. This is, this is true. The more I slag Jankowski, the better he plays. So Jankowski sucks. He'll have a hat trick, he'll have a hat trick tomorrow night if he plays. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, you know, Talbot kind of had a clunker, you know, coming out. I'm kind of surprised they didn't start Riddick uh, coming off the high of the All-Star game. I mean, he's kind of in his own little world anyway. I don't think stuff like that bothers him. Was anybody else surprised that Riddick didn't get the start coming out? Not terrible, to be honest. Um, yeah. uh, Talbot had played coming up or going into the break. Um, you got to get him some reps eventually. Um, and a back-to-back, I mean, it's a good it's time of any, as any. Yeah, no, I can see that too. That makes sense. It was just kind of one of those. It was like, mm, all right, we'll see. And it's not like it's, you know, you threw him in there against yeah. Edmonton because the other night in the Battle of Alberta round number three, which Calgary won, Calgary, I, I pronounce seriously, this city, I couldn't have picked them. Like from where I'm from, it's the absolute worst city to try to pronounce the name of. I just say, I'm just going to say the Flames from now on. They don't have a city. I'm not associating them with anything. Um, the Flames uh, now taken three straight games in the battle of Alberta this season. Um, I'm not going to lie. I 
had Edmonton winning that game the other night uh, in our predictions. I just just seemed like one of those, not a trap game because Edmonton's a good hockey team, just seemed like one of those games coming out of the break with everything that happened on January 11th with Kachuk and Cassie. And I was like, I don't know. This doesn't, this kind of feels like one of those games where it's like, oh, go buckle up. But Calgary actually played really, really, really well in that game. Riddick was a absolute rock star. Um, I love the stick toss at the end. I think he's absolutely <laughs> oh, getting destroyed so by the sad, salty people up in Edmonton, but I think it's fantastic. I, you throw a stick after every game. I love it. It's awesome. And the fact that he kind of like did the, <laughs> what's up? Like, I want like a Hulk Hogan, like rip this jersey off next time or something. I you know, just go absolutely nuts. But um, so that's the first time the Flames have won three games against Edmonton in a season going back to 2016. And you could, you could just kind of see Edmonton. They just look frustrated at times uh, playing the Flames the other night. And, you know, I think the the first fight of the game um, kind of set the tone a little bit because I don't think anybody saw uh, Sean Monahan and Ryan Nugent Hopkins <laughs> dropping the gloves. Uh, anybody have that in, uh, in their prediction? Anybody see that coming? <laughs> Besides that it maybe no, was the ugliest and... fight in the history of hockey. <laughs> it was wild. And I... I was working on something else at the time, so I was only half watching, and I saw like a fight was happening, and then they said who, and I just like immediately turned away. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, did anybody even land a punch in that fight? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know if you guys have you seen the video of uh, Alexander Semin's first fight, where he, I think it's Mark Stahl, he gets on top of, and he's just slapping him essentially. <laughs> And I think Monaghan didn't do that in his first fight, so I'd I'd say it's a win for him. Yeah, they they kind of look like two drunk frat boys like wrestling at like three a.m. after an all day bender. Like, <laughs> this is the weirdest fight I've ever seen. I was doing the same thing. I was watching. I'm like, Sean Monaghan's really getting in a fight? Really? He's not supposed to fight. He's got a pretty face. That's not his gig. That's not what he's supposed to do. But it did kind of energize everybody, though. It kind of got you know, everything going, and it picked up from there. And, uh, I mean, how about Andrew Manchapani? I mean, uh, every day that kid is on the ice, he just he just impresses. I just think he's he's going to be something special in the next couple of years for Calgary. He's just he had a, just the poise of a young guy like that in that game. His backhand goal where he just waited out Mike Smith and waited for him to get in a bad position and then just backhanded Pat. That goal was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that's three. Three wins for the Flames in the Battle of Alberta. Um, there's one more coming up on Saturday night, uh, Flames and Oilers in Calgary. Um, so, Kazi and Kachuk, can we finally put this to rest now? Is it okay that it's it's finally done? They both, Kachuk wanted to go early in the game. You could see it that first time when they were out on the shift, he was whacking him. And I, apparently, Kazian said something to him, reports are, he's like, it's too early. Um, and then they watched Monaghan fight, and those two were like, all right, Sean Monaghan got in a fight. We got to do something. But like I, I kind of feel like it kind of after that everything kind of settled in once those two got their fight out of the way. Um anybody have an opinion on that? Yeah, no, I think I think it'll be a lot like the Kachuk Dowdy thing where it'll it'll come up every single game. Whereas, you know, it where if they actually do something in that game will be left to be seen. But you know, it's Kachuk loves having these rivalries. They get him I I think they get him up more for these games. So I hope it doesn't go away. It's just an extra little thorn in the battle of Alberta. So, you know, we'll see. Maddie, your thoughts. Yeah. And this feels like, it feels like one of the first times recently that we've got kind of an, I mean, it was already an existing rivalry, but like a really actually heated rivalry 
happening that the NHL isn't just like manufacturing for views. Um, I think it's yeah, kind well, of fun. Well, it's totally different from the Dowdy situation too, because Kazian wants to fight Kachuk. Yeah, like, exactly. He wants to get his hands dirty, whereas Dowdy and his, you know, his missing teeth are going to be like, "I'm just going to skate to the other end and let one of the other guys handle this for me," and I'm just going to whine about it in the press and you know say, "I'm not talking about it anymore." But if it does come up, you know, type deal. Whereas Kazian just like, "Yeah, you know, put up or shut up. Come out here, answer the bell. Let's fight and let's move on with life." And it almost kind of seemed like he respected him a little bit more. I mean, look, Kachuk was never going to win that fight. It didn't matter. Mm. I think the saving grace of that is Kachuk dropped the gloves. He went in after him and he came out alive. So I think it's a win-win. You know, Kazian <laughs> get, you know, gets to fight Kachuk. Kachuk just to say, hey, look, I did it. Okay. You know, you can stop selling those stupid turtle t-shirts in Edmonton and we'll all move on with life. Um, so our, our fan poll today was, are you good with the result of the Kachuk-Kazian fight? 48% said yes. Now let's move on with life. 18% said no. I wanted to see Kachuk pummel Kazian. And a big comer in at 33%. Forget those two. How about Sean Monahan? <laughs> so I think I think the readers and <laughs> hockey fans in general, because following Twitter during that game, there were guys that like from friends with in Boston who were like, okay, enough. Stop talking about this mm-hmm. fight, please. Just get over these two people. You know, people like, did, did something happen? Is something supposed to happen tonight type deal? You know, so... At least it's done and it's over with. And I, I think we can all uh, move on from that. We can concentrate on hockey because they, there are some valuable points here between the the uh, Flames and the Oilers coming up There's because there's not a lot of separation in the Pacific Division. So anybody else have any final uh, thoughts on Kachuk Kazian? I'd like Saturday. Brady to take over now. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So now we got to go to the next one, which is Mark Giordano and Connor McDavid. Uh, so... Uh, Gio kind of has this thing for Connor McDavid because this is like the second time he's, and I'm using air quotes, Maddie can see him, but Gordy can't like gone after McDavid. Um, I I don't think it was an intentional, I'm putting my leg out to take you out, Connor McDavid, although it didn't look good. He cut him in the skate when you look at the replay. I mean, clearly we did an artist rendering at the website the other day to show that like the Edmonton belief where his, you know, his knee took him out. I can't believe almost 6,300 people have looked at that, which is absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) Um, did anybody have a problem with what Gio did? Like, I don't think it was dirty, but I could see maybe he gets an interference penalty or something for that. Cause I don't think it was exactly uh, uh clean is the wrong word, but anybody else want to help me out here? Yeah, no, I, I like, I agree. It, it was an, an interference penalty, but I don't think we'd be having this conversation in terms of dirtiness and suspension. If it wasn't Connor McDavid, a and B, if it wasn't, you know, the existing injury on the knee, like we, you know, I'm, I'm not sure they even go to the replay of that hit. If McDavid doesn't come to the bench and is just losing his mind, breaking his stick, you know, they yeah. had to find out what, you know, made him so mad. I'm, I'm not sure it gets to that level if it's not that player in that situation. So, so does Gio have to answer the bell now on Saturday? Does he have to fight McDavid? <laughs> is, that, is that where this oh is going? If, it, if it's against McDavid, then yeah. But I don't think he should have to, you know, fight Cassie. And his, it would look after the hit actually happened. Yeah. And, it, and if you looked at the replay, even like the screenshots, he got him in the skate. It's not like he yeah. took, I mean, I get it. Like they were moving pretty quickly. Giordano's just trying to get mm-hmm. down on the play. And then he just happens to extend his leg out. And I think part of it looks bad. I agree because it was McDavid and he, Gio has kind of had a couple dirty hits on some players in the past. Um, so that, you know, but I just oh. don't see Mark Giordano. You look at Mark Giordano. He's 
not exactly the guy when you look at it, but that's dirty. That guy's dirty right there. He just doesn't scream dirty. He's like, he's like white bread and whole milk. You know, he doesn't seem like one of those guys that's just, you know, a dirty hockey player. So, uh, Matt, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I just, I agree with Gordy. Like it's, there's so much baggage there that yeah. it makes it easier to make it into a whole thing. Um, when otherwise, I don't know that it necessarily would have been. Like if that happened to Alex Chason, nobody would have cared. Like it never would have even like ever been like, oh yeah, whatever. It's no big deal. Or like so, if cool. Lynn Holmes stuck his leg out on McDavid. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or if Johnny Gaudreau did it, but Johnny's leg wouldn't have reached him. So and it wouldn't have been a big deal. He just would have skated right <laughs> by him. Actually, we were talking about fights in that game. That guy just texted between all of us during in our little thread we had there. I was like, I wanted to see Gaudreau and Yamamoto go to fight. Yeah. That would be awesome. Just these two little guys scrapping at it. Like, like, do you want to fight? I don't know. How do you fight? I don't know. You ever been in a fight? Me neither. <laughs> like, I think that would have been entertaining for sure. But that's just me. I've got problems. So, all right. Here on the Tinderbox, we've wrapped up our chat about the Battle of Alberta, Kazi and Kachuk, the fan poll, Mark Giordano is a horrible human being. He's trying to kill Connor McDavid. And uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back on the Tinderbox after this. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to the Tinderbox. It is Mark, Maddie, and Gordy this afternoon. The Tinderbox is the podcast for Matchsticks and Gasoline, the SB Nation website for the Calgary. There, I did it right. Flames. Uh, We are talking Flames and Oilers in the first half of the podcast. We're going to break it down and have a little more... I guess a little more fun. We try to do this in the second half of the podcast, talk about some wacky stuff. Um, so we're trying to think of like some fun things to talk about today. And one of the things we always talk about is like you see like, oh, God, I could never wear that guy's sweater. I could never, uh, you know, I could never wear a, a jersey of that team. Like in my closet full of jerseys, I only have two non-Flames jerseys. One's a Whalers jersey. And the other one is a Sean Burke, Arizona Coyotes jersey. So, you know, whatever. I have weird taste in things. But we're talking like, if you were forced at gunpoint to wear an Edmonton Oilers, you want to call it a sweater? We'll be like an old man. Uh, an Oilers sweater, could you and who would you wear? Maddie, you said you had a good one, so I'm waiting. I'm interested. Oh, I thought it would uh yes you pull the rb because i thought that would be funny <laughs> all right i like it gordy could you uh could you uh, could you would you oh well, that's the thing if i if i had to wear one it would not be with good intentions it would have to be you know taking a shot so it'd have to be you know a, a taylor hall or uh maybe a nail yakupov jersey but i think if i were to you know go way back you know I'd, i could get a steve smith jersey made up he's a True legend in the Flames, you know, won won the series against the Oilers, despite playing for the Oilers. Oilers, yes, correct. All right, fair enough. Those are both good. I like that. Maybe even do like an Oilers Kachuk just for the heck of it. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what did Ed pick fifth that year? So you could put like five on the back, you know, or, or 90, 97. Exactly. Yeah, something to that effect. Yeah, I was rolling through it and I was thinking too, and I'm like, how would I? And honestly, it was a jersey I would actually wear. Is I would get an Andy Moog. Edmonton okay. Oilers jersey. 
because growing up just outside of Boston, I used to watch a ton of Bruins games as a kid too. And like Andy Moog was always just you know, the cool goalie. He had the cool mask, the cool pads. You know, everybody liked Andy Moog in Boston. You know, until they realized Bruins fans realized they traded Bill Ranford for Andy Mogan. <laughs> Bill Ranford won the Stanley Cup against the Bruins. So, um, but yeah, I think I would I would go Andy Mogan. I think, and I also look at it this way: like the thing I hate the most in life is the New England Patriots. I hate them <laughs> more than like anything there's nothing i hate more than the patriots and there is actually one patriot jersey i would buy and i would wear so if i can wear a patriots jersey i could sure as hell wear an edmonton oilers jersey with no issues so um yeah so that's that um well but i just talked about patriots talking football and it's so nice to talk about super bowl with the patriots not in it um chiefs and 49ers this sunday uh anybody care about this game for one and even if you don't if you do anybody got a prediction like i don't care about the score but who do you guys think is going to win this game oh yeah uh Former Patriots quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is taking the 49ers to number six. I'm a I'm a big 49ers fan. They're my team, so big weekend. Awesome. All right, well, good luck, <laughs> Maddie. I guess I'm like contractually obligated to root for Kansas City because of Andy Reid and the Philly connection, but like, I don't really have any feelings. Yeah, I, I get you. I, I haven't had feelings on a Super Bowl since uh, the yeah ever. Um, so <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday is always <laughs> usually I'm I'm either rooting for a, my favorite Miami Hurricane that's playing for that team, or I'm rooting a, against all hope that the Patriots sideline will just still be an opening in the earth and it will swallow them and they won't be able to win a Super Bowl. Uh, my dad, oddly enough, for years, even as a little kid, <laughs> was a huge San Francisco 49ers fan and still is. So, you know, it's been long suffering for him. I mean, what, you haven't been to a Super Bowl in what, like four or five years and, you know, so whatever. But uh, I, I, so I kind of feel like I should, you know, you know, side with Gordy and my dad. But the other part of me says, Matt Moore and Chad Henney, two former Dolphins quarterbacks around the Chiefs. <laughs> and just to be able to say in one sentence, Chad Henney has a Super Bowl ring, I think is the greatest sentence of all time because it's so improbable. <laughs> I will say it's tough that the Chiefs are the Flames colors and having to cheer against them. That is, that's not a fun aspect to it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I'll be staring at that side look, line looking at two of the worst Dolphin quarterbacks <laughs> the last 10 years and being like, oh, my God, those guys will probably do nothing. Matt Moore had a good game this year. And if they win, they're going to get a Super Bowl ring. And Dan Marino doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. Chad Henney will have possibly have a Super Bowl ring. So, yeah, I mean, so go Niners. Woo, I guess. <laughs> um, so and uh, back to hockey, uh, a little bit of uh, breaking rumor news the other day that uh, the Seattle franchise, I would love for them to actually come up with a name because I'm tired of saying the Seattle franchise, um, may actually have a name. Uh, rumor leaked is it's going to be potentially the Kraken. Uh, any thoughts, anybody? I love it. Yeah, I think it's you? so fun. Yeah, I do too. It's like I like weird, it. but yeah. But is it going to kind of like, and I know I'm going to probably, you know, I've, severing all my ties with Canada here at this point, but is that going to kind of like at some point, like be like the Raptors be like your logo looks like the Barney dinosaur. Like <laughs> you kind of named your, your NBA basketball team. Like is the Seattle thing going to kind of be like, uh, yeah, the Kraken. Awesome. You're the giant crazy octopus from the ocean. Um, I think, I think in your head, you can more easily link Seattle and the Kraken than Toronto and a Velociraptor. Those. Yeah. So. <laughs> Really? There were there were no tropical jungles with raptors running around. <laughs> but I wish that if they're gonna do it, they should make the raptor with the feathers. Make it look like yeah. a giant chicken, you know. <laughs> then I'd be then I'd be down. 
let's go uh anatomically correct or whatever you would call it in the animal kingdom i'm not a dinosaurologist so some um, of the other seattle names are just so boring or so golden knightsy that i i yeah i think i think the kraken's a good way to go too i think you can get some cool logos out of that i wouldn't hate it yeah i think the logo what was the the last one that like the sock eyes was that yeah. the, the one that was gaining some momentum for a while i hate that so it's a mouthful and nobody re- if you don't if you're not into fishing you might not know what a sock eye is so it's yeah. kind of like, you know i the thing that i would have loved to see but they can't do it because of vancouver vancouver's i would love for them to have tied into like the orca mm-hmm. uh you know something ocean like mammalian like that but they can't color wise and honestly i wouldn't even care if they just totally ripped off the whalers and went you know green white and blue and just went some sort of whale theme and just be like you're never going to give hartford the team back i'm okay with some team starting over because i hate when the hurricanes wear the whalers jerseys i I go over this all the time i absolutely have a stroke every time i see them say hey we're wearing our heritage no you're not you're not from hartford but anyway that's a whole nother um yeah, no, I think it's kind of cool. Like, you know, it's yeah, I like the ocean theme to it too. Like, I wouldn't have mind them tying in like the pilots to tie in the old baseball team. Like, that would have mm-hmm. been kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's cool because I think Seattle will be a good hockey city anyway. Uh, it's a good sports town as it is. Um, and you know, you're gonna get that natural regional rivalry uh up in that area. So I think cool either way. And I think, yeah, the Kraken, you can definitely do something mean and something fun. You know, I just not my team, so I don't really care. But I just yeah. thought we'd talk about it because it was kind of a rumor that floated around. We could talk about this when the Flames move to Houston, and we'll be like, "Hey, we're podcasting about the Houston Flames." So, <laughs> so all right, anybody got any else they want to talk about? Any other new nicknames? Any uh, Oilers you hate? Any uh, you know anything else? Any villains? Nope. Nope. No. <laughs> that was easy enough. Just cats, dude. Just Cassie, yeah, and I think I think that's. I'm hoping Saturday <laughs> night we just play hockey. But you know, the other night that game on uh, Wednesday night, it was the first time all season I was like really like, oh my god, like staring out. Like I did not want to stop watching the game. It just was so back and forth mm-hmm. and such good hockey. It was uh, it was good to see. All right, well, that is going to wrap it up here for us on the Tinderbox. Once again, we are the podcast for Matchsticks and Gasoline, the Calgary Flames website for SB Nation. If you like this podcast, please find us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast. Search for Matchsticks and Gasoline or Calgary Flames or the Tinderbox, and you will find us. Download us and listen to us because we are awesome. Maddie, Gordy, thank you so much for coming on this afternoon. Yep, thank you. All right, enjoy the rest of your days, and we will talk to you next week on the Tinderbox.